0: Good evening, and welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Today's message, Troubled on Every Side, Part 2. Last week, I asked the question, Have you ever had times in your life when you have felt troubled on every side? Let me answer that question. Of course you have. No one escapes trouble. Life can bring so many ups and downs. It's called suffering. When the Bible speaks of suffering, let me be clear, it is not speaking of a physical ailment like cancer, arthritis, heart disease, autoimmune diseases. Suffering in the Bible is a trial a difficult situation that we are up against that could involve loss, persecution, injustice, anguish. I mentioned the biblical figure Job last week. Now, Job endured intense suffering, loss of his family, loss of his wealth, loss of his home, loss of his health. Job's wife wanted him to curse God But that was really bad counsel on her part. And Job admonished her, saying she spoke as a foolish person speaks. I think it's safe to say, if you read the book of Job, that Job was overwhelmed. There are trials that come our way. Many trials that come our way we feel overwhelmed, and we lose our sense of spiritual direction. Our eyes become so focused on the problem, it becomes hard to see ahead. It's kind of like looking through a very foggy lens. We feel alone, as if God has somehow abandoned us. The burden of despair becomes hard to bear. Job's friends were of no benefit to him. They only added to his burden of despair. And they were quick to point out his faults as the reason why he was in the situation he was. May I say something here that you need to hear? The Bible says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Many times in our suffering, we just need someone to cry with us. But ultimately, we need good, compassionate, and strong counsel to help us see clearly. The magnitude of injustice in our society today is staggering. Do you know how many times I've heard of stories Where contractors started a project at someone's home, demanding cash up front, and then never returned after one week, maybe two weeks. And they would go on to delete their phone number, and so you could never reach them. So you're left without a job not completed, and you're out of money. This person was a liar and a thief. It's a terrible injustice that causes much suffering. And I know that if I've heard that story many times, you've heard that story as many as I have. Now, how many parents have an addicted, uh, drug addict child who has stolen from them? Sometimes practically everything they have, except the kitchen sink. Now, I've heard that story many times, and this is an, a very unfortunate, common situation. Again, much suffering from the loss of money and other valuable things on top of a child, their own flesh and blood. Who is a drug addict these are raw and painful situations that are repeated every day in our society that cause deep suffering for those who are struggling to handle either the injustice the sadness the mental anguish the loss think about when a relative dies And the estate becomes a great point of contention. Who is going to get what? And there becomes a fight, an argument, a battle. And sometimes it can even go as far as a legal battle. Now, this causes much suffering. When there are breaches between loved ones it is so mentally painful you know breaches can be caused by silly things and then sometimes breaches are caused by serious things but a breach is a breach and when there is a broken relationship i remember i remember a father telling me that his only two children, his two daughters, did not speak to him. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that must be a terrible pain, a terrible suffering. Your two adult daughters will not speak to you. So breaches are, well, they're just tough. And when those relationships get broken for whatever reason, and there can be a myriad of reasons, sometimes they are hard to put back together, sometimes very hard to heal. But in reality, there is nothing that God can't heal, right? He's the healer. So when we see these things occurring, Sometimes they occur, you know, in many families. Many families have breaches and broken relationships and broken trust and uh, just for a variety of reasons. Well, it's an anguish. It's a mental anguish. It's painful. And sometimes these things go on long enough and they become so intense And so difficult that sometimes people turn to alcohol, sometimes they turn to drugs, even legal ones, just to soothe the pain, just to make it bearable to get through the next day. And so those are really sad situations. And I would venture to say, knowing what I know about a lot of different people, this is common. This, I bet there isn't a family that I'm talking to tonight that hasn't had one or more or many of these kinds of difficult situations. Suffering. It's painful. It's horrible. It's a hard burden. But you see, Jesus has a better way. And in Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 and 30, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. So if you have your Bible close by, open it up to Matthew chapter 11, and we'll look at verse 29 and 30. Jesus says this. These are his words. He says, take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, you have probably heard that scripture many, many, many times, but you need to To meditate on that scripture, I think we need to really grab a hold of these two scriptures, verse 29 and verse 30, and really meditate on these two scriptures. Because this is the crux, this is the core of how we make it through a trial through a difficulty, through a really hard situation. The Bible calls Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. We're the sheep. He's the shepherd. He's our leader. And he leads us beside still waters. And he helps us to lie down in green pastures. So when you are struggling with a trial, any situation that is causing much stress, this is your remedy. It's a medicine with a sure-fire cure because Jesus is a sure-fire cure. What does Jesus mean when he says, take my yoke. He is saying, if you just hook up with me, it's easy because I carry the burden for you. So then you are free to feel the joy and freedom from the despair and burden. I'm going to read that one more time. He says, if you just hook up with me, It's easy because I, Jesus, carry the burden for you so that you are free to feel the joy and freedom from the despair and the burden. You see, when we carry these trials, when we try to carry them ourselves, it's like carrying 2,000 pounds on our shoulders. It's extremely heavy. And if someone really put 2,000 pounds on your back, you would be crushed. Ha. That's what trials can do to us, crush us. But Jesus says, just give it to me, because I'll make it light as a feather. Jesus says, I'm gentle. I'm not going to condemn you, scold you, tell you how bad you are, tell you what a f- complete failure you are. Oh, I, I've heard those words. I've heard the enemy speak those things into my ear. And there was, you know, there were moments when I really believed, I, I believed the enemy's lies. But no, not Jesus not Jesus. He is not going to do that. He is not going to condemn you. He says, if you will hook up with me, you will find rest for your weary soul. You know, that sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, you can't find a better deal. This is free. This isn't going to cost you anything financially, but it will cost you to take time, your time, to spend with him and to rest and to find strength again. Because see, in the rest, that's where you're going to find the physical strength to keep enduring the trial. He leads us to green pastures. That's what it says in Psalm 23. I'm, I know you're most of you are familiar with Psalm 23. He leads us to green pastures. Well, think about a green pasture. They're lush. They're refreshing. They're revitalizing. He doesn't lead us to brown, dry, scrubby pastures. Ooh, I mean, would you want to lie down in a brown, dry, scrubby pasture that would be pinchy and uncomfortable? No. Jesus leads us to green pastures that will refreshen us and revitalize us and strengthen us. Jesus leads us to still waters. And still waters are a place of peace. I like that. I like, you know, I just like the thought of being by still water, and this is where our soul can be restored. See Jesus as a good shepherd. He's patient. He's gentle. He's kind with us. He doesn't whack us with the rod. He just says, follow me, learn my ways. It is much more fun. Now, those are my words, not his. So I say to you, give your loss to the Lord. Give your anguish to the Lord. Give your loved one to the Lord. Give your injustice situation, or unjust, rather, unjust situation to the Lord. Recognize, recognize that you do not have the power to fix your situation. And the sooner you recognize that you do not have the power to fix your situation, the sooner You will be able to lie beside the still waters, lay down in the green pasture, restore your soul. See, when you recognize that he can fix the situation and you can't, that's when you begin to feel the victory. In Acts chapter 27, Paul was on a ship to Rome with 275 other men. Now, Paul warned that the sailing then was dangerous. See, the uh, he 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 knew the Mediterranean Sea. He said, this is going to be dangerous. And the scripture says he perceived that the voyage would end in disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of lives. But the owner of the ship ignored Paul's warnings. And soon after, guess what? They were in the midst of a nor'easter, and for two weeks, these tempestuous winds never ceased, and they were tossed to and fro, and they went 14 days without food. The ship finally wrecked. Yep, and everything was lost, but no lives were lost because the angel had come to Paul to warn him that there wouldn't be any lost lives. So they all escaped safely to land. And then out of this bad situation, it led to a great healing revival as a viper, a a poisonous viper snake had attached itself to Paul's hand in the fire there that they had made on the island. And when they saw that he shook it off and he didn't die, uh uh-oh, they thought he was a god. So then he went and healed tons of people. Now, this was a pretty rough trial, I would say, because personally, I can't imagine being on a ship for two weeks, tossed up and down without any food for that length of time. I I personally really cannot imagine that. But because Paul stayed strong through the trial, there was a kingdom blessing, and many people were healed on this island. You see, when we are in the midst of a trial, we can try to navigate the rough waters ourselves. Or we can let Jesus navigate for us. We we have an option. We have a will. And we make a decision. Are we going to navigate these rough waters ourselves? Or Well, we just let Jesus navigate for us. You see, because Jesus knows us how to bring us through to the victory and ultimate peace. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were beaten with rods. And the Bible says many stripes were laid on them. They were thrown into the inner prison and their feet were fastened in the stocks. Now, how did they handle this injustice? Well, at midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God. And, of course, all the other prisoners are listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Oh, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Well, the keeper of the prison was about ready to lose his mind, because he thought all the prisoners were going to flee, but Paul said, no, no, no. None of the prisoners have fled. And so the prison, the keeper of the prison said, how, how shall I get saved? What must I do to be saved? So Paul and Silas, they get the whole family of the keeper of the prison saved and baptized. Look, we have to remember our motto. We're troubled on every side in every way, but not crushed. We may be perplexed. Confused, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Let's keep our eyes upon Jesus and let Him carry our heavy burdens. Please sit back and enjoy this old song, old hymn, about turning our eyes upon Jesus with Alan Jackson.
1: O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Through death into life everlasting He passed and we follow him there Over us sin no more hath dominion For more than conquerors we are HIS WORD SHALL NOT FAIL YOU, HE PROMISED BELIEVE HIM AND ALL WILL BE WELL THEN GO TO A WORLD THAT IS DYING HIS PERFECT SALVATION TO TELL of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace.
0: Well, this is Don Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. By the way, I do want to invite you to the Bible study that I hold every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. We are at Top Hat Pools and Stoves, 2258 Main Street in Wheeling, West Virginia. And I just started a series on the seven cities of Revelation. So I'm inviting you to come. At 6 p.m. this Wednesday night at Top Hat Pools and Stoves, 2258 Main Street. And you can listen to this podcast 24-7 by going to the iHeartRadio app. You can download that on your phone. Um, Please continue to pray for this ministry. Prayer is so vital to what I do. And uh, I sure would love you to help me financially with this ministry. You can write me, send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Keep your eyes upon Jesus. This is Don Noble. I'm looking forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.